When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, we just got to cancel the show. Eric, what's up? What's good, man? Dang it, man. I, hey, I got scared there for a minute. I got really scared. Oh, my God. I was about to cancel the rest of my day. Hey, can we turn Eric's microphone up? What's good, man? How you doing? How you living? Man, I'm living good right now, and... Before we start everything up, I just want to thank everybody, for, you know, who reached out and showed support and offered their condolences, you know, with the loss of my grandfather and everything. He's at the funeral yesterday. I just want to thank everybody who reached out to me. It was very supportive. I appreciate all of y'all. Definitely. Um, all right. So, we're here. We lost about 20 minutes of our show, but that's fine. Had to finesse a few things. But let's get right into it, man. Um, a couple quick hitters before we get into the preview show. Heartland comes out with the win over uh, Wayne Memorial. Grayson Cockerham with a 20-point performance. Um, they are your KLAA Association champions uh, this year. Um, good win going into the postseason or the state postseason. Um, as we're going to get into more. Hey, 
we're gonna um we're gonna have somebody from Bloomfield on. Um and if you've been following us on Twitter, you know that's what I'm at to say. How about Bloomfield Hills, Eric? A huge and and I mean huge win um over Depsa. Not as far as points, but um huge as, as far as momentum. Um, you know, a lot of people thought they couldn't win that game. A lot of people thought, you know, maybe um, they would be overmatched and, and, you know, that being their toughest competition of the year, how would they perform? Well, they got a good win. Um, salute, salute to them. Oh, yeah, that was definitely a, a, more, a more than solid win uh, for the Blackhawks of, you know, Bloomfield. I mean, to get that one on senior night, you know, to end the year off with a great win like that over a very talented team um, gives them great momentum, especially, you know, ending the season 19-1. and one, They only have one loss, and, you know, that right there – you know, for a team like this, was never really ex- – they've been through a couple wars. They're a season group, but haven't been um, in that upper echelon of having, you know, a 19-win a season, you know, really being amongst, you know, uh, the top teams in the state as far as, you know, winning percentage goes. Definitely. And so um, how about another one of our guests, Miss Basketball Candidate, um, Jordan Walker with the quadruple double. That's rare. That's rare. What did what did Wayne say, Eric? What, what did little Wayne say? He said that's rare, like Mister Clean with hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, man. But you know, salute to how everybody ended the season. Mercy had a, a overtime loss to King, um, but you know, a lot of people. Didn't know that Mercy was going to be that good this year. I saw them the first game of the year, and I said, hey, they got some players. Um, and they definitely proved it. I mean, even though it's a losing effort, um, they definitely went out there and battled with the number one ranked team in the state um, in Class A. So, you know, hats off to them. So let's talk about our lineup for today. Well, let's get into it. We have, obviously, we named Jordan Walker, Miss Basketball Candidate, you know, Amanda Sate, uh double-double machine for Bloomfield. And we have a person that I, you know, felt should have probably uh, been on another Miss Basketball ballot, uh, Callie Martinez, coming off a 48-point game. Can you drop a bomb for that? I, I think you need to drop a bomb for that one. I mean, 14 threes, you know. So, I mean, we talk about her a lot, so I ain't going to get, you know, too into it. And we have Coach Kyle Tyson from the Midland Dow uh, High School, head coach of the Midland, Midland Dow Chargers. Um, they looking really good right now. They're in a great groove. They looking right up. 
Yeah, I mean, we talk about Bloomfield being in a good groove right now. Dow is, is in a great groove right now. I mean, picking up, you know, a win not only over, you know, Heritage, which was big, in you know, in Heritage, in Saginaw, but to follow that up with a um, – technically it was a neutral site game, but it was still a million, so it's, a you know, a home win over, a, 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 again, a young, talented deficit team. They're looking kind of scary right now. I wouldn't want to be the team that has to see them early in this state tournament. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, this is a, this is a lot of show, man. If you all don't know the backstory about how the last second shot podcast uh, came. Basically, we just did one podcast, one tournament preview podcast, and it it did some very good numbers. Um, this is where it all started. This is our biggest show of the year, and um, I'm glad we fought through all the technical difficulties, and now we can give you what y'all need, what y'all want. Like I said, my name is Darren Clore, the Pie Piper. <laughs> okay, I'm, <a> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop saying that. I'm gonna stop saying that. <laughs> uh, um, you crazy? What is your Rick? <laughs> as, as Eric said, we're crazy for this one. <laughs> we definitely met for this. So, going into the postseason, uh, while we're uh, who do we have on first, Eric? Uh, we will have Callie Martinez on first. You know, follow following the All order right. of things. Okay. And so while we're waiting on her to call in, um, what is the biggest storyline that we should be following going into the state tournament? Oh, oh, that's a hard question. That is a very hard question. It's a good question, too. It's very hard to answer so many things. But I would say, um, I would say the the open the openness of uh I don't even know if that's a word. Obama create. It's not. The it's openness not it's not it's not about it's it's gonna be a word today. The openness of uh class A, how class A is so open. I mean and not to say that, you know, it is technically anybody's to win, but we have our contenders picked, but um there's no dominant Dynasty or you know um, dominant program in this you know in the, in this class A race right now. There is no you know Marion you know that's back to back three out of four whatever. There's no you know there's nobody's won three out of four. Nobody's won back to back. Nobody's won like five out of the last eight. There's no dominant program right now. It's just a bunch of really good teams out there. You know, I mean, Cousineau has a chance to, re- to to repeat, but, you know, there's no really dominant program over everything right now. Who, there's no clear-cut favorite. You know, is it, is any, almost anybody's to win out of the, the, the contenders that, you know, we think who, are, who have a chance at getting it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it to me, I think I think there's a favorite, 
not my favorite, but I think that the general public has a consensus favorite. Um, and I'll say the insiders, that's what we'll call me and Eric, um, we realize how open Class A is. Now, my storyline that I'm going to be paying close attention to is who will be the most storied 2017 player out of this year? So, right now, right now, you look at all the big 2017 names. You look at Destiny Pitts, Kier Fletcher, Deja Church, Jordan Walker, um, Ellie Taylor, Kamaria McDaniels, just to name a few. And those are kind of like the, the consensus players who are in everybody's top ten. Destiny Pitts has a ring. Deja Church Church doesn't. I'm sorry. Um, Kier Fletcher uh, has a ring. Um, Yeah, no no other, you know, big name 2017 I can think of right now. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Well, not that have a ring, but one that we are having on the show today, Martinez. Well, is she well? She's she's a big time player. I don't think she's a big name yet. Okay. Well, obviously, I I, I miss Callie Martinez. That that's my that's that's a blunder. But you hear Callie Martinez. So, um, but so you know Fletcher, Pitts, the two big name 2017s with a ring. Does any of these big names one? Does another big name add their name into where you can say, hey, they might have a better career, um, or does Fletcher add to two rings? Does Pitts get her second ring? At the this is the end of what you know. A lot would compare to if I was to say like O two was ninety six, the ninety six draft class, and seventeen would be O three. Okay. Uh, you know, what or who will separate themselves? And, you know, obviously the Miss Basketball Award is going to get handed out. The Gatorade Player of the Year Award is going to get handed out. Who can actually say at the end of the day, hey, I got two rings. I scored 2,000 points. Um, I did this and this and this. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, uh, Kamaria McDaniel's has, you know, her say at, at getting a ring. They have a they have a shot to get to the Breslin this year. Um, Kier Fletcher, a lot of people are saying Cousin O is in a prime position to repeat. They found their stride. Um, Destiny Pitts is country day. Okay, they're in it every year, you know, so she can she can end her uh, career saying I have two rings. Tyler Bennett. She can end her career saying, I have two rings. Um, how, you know, how is that going to, how is that going to play out? That's what I wonder, you know. Um, I think that's a really interesting storyline to, to keep your, your eyes on, folks. Yeah, def- it definitely is. I mean, we talked about 
uh, I think we said this on a on a previous show a couple weeks back. We've been talking about the seventeen classes. I know well, me and you have I, uh, since they were like eighth graders. So this would be our what, fifth year talking about them. You know how special this class is, and you know who's going to do what, and you know who's going to be the most accomplished or be the best player out the class, and everything like that. And it and what you just said, this tournament. You know, it isn't gonna find, isn't gonna make it final on those things, but it's gonna, you know, it's gonna get a final say. Who, like you said, who's gonna be the most story um, player out of that class for, for high school? You know, obviously they're gonna go on to college and pro and everything like that. But you know, as far as right now, yeah, it's gonna decide because you look at it, you know. Uh, most of these seven teams are the leaders of their teams. Right. Look at so, Eric, I, I'm gonna have Eric. I'm gonna have to cut you off. Um, our producers are mm-hmm. telling us um, we got our first guest of the show on. Um, oh, and we just mentioned her earlier in the show. Um, so, you know, little intro. Uh, we had a we had her coach on last year for the previous show. Um, somebody who, when I first saw play, I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> I don't want to check her. Um, Callie Martinez, fresh off of 48 points, uh, Central Michigan commit. Hey, Callie, thanks for having uh, come, coming on with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, this is the last Second Shot podcast. Um, Eric is the leader of your fan club. Um, he mentions you every week. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> You know, so basically we're talking about the playoffs um, and, and how, you know, we're, we're all getting hype about it. How has you and, and your team prepared, started preparing for the playoffs, and, and what type of mentality? Um, actually, today we already are doing film. We've been doing film for about a good hour so far, um, just kind of going through their plays and just preparing for it. I mean, I think all records are out the window once this time comes around. And we're just getting ready for it. I'm excited. <laughs> I was def- it's definitely an exciting time of the year. Um, now, your, your, your name has been buzzed around your first couple of years, but then, you know, I think, you know, with that ACL injury, it was kind of, you know, you fell into a category out of, out of sight, out of mind. And then last year, your junior year, you just exploded back in the scene, I mean, with, with a bang. And, you know, how's it, you know, been coming off that ACL? I mean, like, to return, not even not even just to the level that you were at before, but even at, at a higher level now. Um, I mean, it was definitely a struggle, but I kind of took it as, like, if, I, if I'm going to hurt myself, I'm going to hurt myself. And I kind of just used that like all of the hard work I put into that I just kind of use it as you know I'm I'm back I'm you know either going to hurt myself or I'm not and I'm just going to give it my all and I kind of just took that as motivation just to keep grinding out and keep playing the way I'm playing Definitely now um and we don't get to see you a lot obviously cuz we're kind of down here in Detroit, but every time, you know, you come to the city, like we're in the gym and we get to see you for any of the tournaments. Um, 
But what I've noticed this year, just from what I can see, is um, you're you're more of a scorer this year. Um, yeah. Now, how, how, like mentally, how how did you have to change that? Was it an easy switch to go go from you know um, set up general to scorer or? Well, last year it wasn't really like a must do. Like I had to always score because I had all those other people around me. This year. Everyone looked to me, and I knew coming into the season I was going to have to be the leader for everyone. And at first, it was a lot to get used to because everyone that we played was like, yeah, you need to watch her. And I knew that coming in. But uh, after a while, I kind of just got used to it. It was – it's not that I couldn't score last year. It just wasn't a priority. But this year, I knew it was. So I knew I had to step it up on my offensive, even my defensive end, too. But – uh. It's definitely a role that I was willing to take, and I think I've been handling it pretty well. Definitely. You've you broken your record a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing all right. I mean, I'm feeling good. It's been a good season. <laughs> oh, it, it, it looks like it's been a real, really great season. Uh, I, I, I told you, your, your coach uh, back in December – you know, when you, you know, I think you open up the season with like three or four 30-point games or something like that. I say, are you making sure Callie's wrist is iced every night because it's, it's going to get a lot of work this year? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's, I mean, like, I remember the first game, um, I was really nervous and I was like, dang, I did score 30 points. I'm like, okay, they're expecting this every game. I got to keep it up. So I just kind of kept that in my head like I need to I need to keep my offensive game up in order to you know play the way I'm playing and have the record that we have I mean it's not all me at all like we it's all a team thing but I know I have to be more of a offensive threat so I think I think we're I think we're doing well and I think I'm excited I'm excited for this whole, you know, run, I think we can be as good as we want to be. We can go as far as we want to go. We just got to play well. I mean, you you are you are a few plays away from playing for, you know, state championship last year. Yeah, that was that was a fun year. Yeah. I wish I could, I, so, I, mean, in my head, I wish I could get that back. Definitely. Now, I mean, now I don't I'm not like uh, an expert on your roster. So, like, how many people that are currently on the roster was on that team last year? Um, we lost. I gotta think about. It. We probably lost like six people. We lost six okay, people so from last year. Okay, so it's, it's a fairly uh, new. Uh, it's, it's fairly like not a lot of people who were a part of the postseason run last year. Yeah, I mean there were there was like four people that are four or five that were from last year, um, but they knew they had to step up this year because um, you know it's a whole new team coming in and they've accepted it and they're playing the roles really well. Right, and, and so you know there's still people or a core there that knows just what it takes and how much they'll have to dig. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have like five of those still that were from last year. <laughs> so, so now let me ask you this. Has Coach Snyder ever shared with you his hair secret? 
Because we, <laughs> we asked him last year if he not budge on, on what he does. He's such hair. a girl about his hair. It's so funny. But, no, he doesn't. Sometimes he'll be coming yeah. to practice. Don't let him fool you. He'll be coming to practice with, like, like he just woke up or something. So it's not always nice like that. Okay. Because like every all, time I see him in public, I'm like, yeah, his hair is so perfect. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> We call him Jimmy uh, Neutron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Wow, wow, that's actually hilarious. That's like, I picture, like I, that though. Like, <laughs> like I just pictured Neutron in my head right now. <laughs> but um, now. This, like yeah, yeah. now your your style of play, like Darren said, like I'm your like I'm probably yeah, the leader of your fan club because you know I, I just find your game so entertaining. Um, and I think well, thank you. Be, you're welcome. And I, I I really don't think uh, you get the credit as much credit as you deserve. On top of that, but um, I, one thing one thing that really really Think separates you from a lot of other guards is that you know a lot of a lot of guards are either they're just a shooter or they're just a great ball handler who can penetrate. You're one of the few that can do both. Like where did where did the handle come from? I mean, that's that's the part I really want to know. I I like the shooting is great, but to be able to do both, I think that's what makes you were actually a better shooter um, is the fact that you can do it off, off the ball and, on, you know, having the ball in your hands, especially this year. It it all came from my dad, honestly. Um, he was always really good at dribbling. He still amazes me with moves that he shows me. Um, but, yeah, it's all all my moves, all the, the way I think, the way I do it all is all from him. He's really helped me developing my ball handling skills. And I don't even really think about it when I'm doing it. It just kind of happens. Like, I mean, sometimes, like, I'll go down the court and I'll be, like, in my head, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I just kind of play it out. I play out every play like I'm just drawing it up in my head and I do it. You you surely do do it because – you didn't have a you didn't caught a we didn't me and Darren both been witnesses to a couple bodies you didn't caught <laughs> coming down here. <laughs> you came down here a few times. Not Darren. This this is one this is a moment me and Darren off air always talk about. I think we talk about this moment like at least twice every month. I don't last year last year at the best of Michigan against Renaissance, you you had two like like really good hesitation moves, and one of them, me and Darren was sitting amongst the crowd like we always do, and the whole crowd. <laughs> I swear, I saw, I swear, I, I swear, Darren and, and Darren, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, wasn't it like 200 people that that just like just yeah, it was capacity. Like whoa. Yeah, I got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember it. I remember playing Renaissance. I don't remember doing that. 
it, you, have a, you have a lot of highlights. I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But, um, and, you know, we're, we're winding down the interview. You know, you got to get back to the to the grind. But, um, you know, as we mentioned, like, earlier, uh, before you caught in, um, you know, you're committed to Central. Um, you gave them your pledge. Um, you know, what, what does that mean to you, you know, one, to, to be able to play, like, you know, in your home state, your your family be able to see you a lot? And what made Central, like, you know, the the university for you? As soon as I walked into the gym and was around the team and around the coaches, I knew I was home the way they are. They're so family-oriented, and that's what I was looking for. And they play my style of basketball, you know, just kind of getting the ball and going. And I just knew that's that's where I wanted to go, and I'm absolutely blessed to say that I'm going there. Definitely. And, I mean, you're just a really talented core. Um, Like, when we talk about college uh, basketball, um, you know, just in, in our other um, writings and, and, you know, products, um, I always say, like, Central Michigan, you know, they're one of those MAC teams that I, which I, I feel like, you know, you might be able to compete for, you know, a, a national tournament pretty soon there, like, with all the all of the talent they have there. I mean, it does seem like they're really oh, yeah. close to. Yeah, they, they have a bunch of talent, and I'm especially excited to work alongside of Presley Hudson. She's a really good point yeah. guard, and I can't wait to be able to work with her and have her make me better and me make her better and just, you know, develop a lot of things from her, and I, I can't wait for it. Definitely. Well, Callie, thank you for uh, taking some time out on your Saturday to come uh, speak, talk to us on the air. Um, good luck no, in the postseason. And you have a good thank one, you. all right? All right, you too. Thanks for having me. Peace, Callie. Yo, so that was Callie Martinez uh, on the Last Second Shot podcast. Great kid. <laughs> Great kid. Uh, um, so let's just hop into it before our next guest calls in. And um, before our next guest calls in, who's going to be our next guest, Eric? In a few minutes, we will have Mona Shore's point guard, Jordan Walker. Yes, yeah, sir. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, right off the quad triple double. So, let's talk about it. What's going to mm-hmm. be the most entertaining district? It starts this week. What district mm-hmm. should you be at? And I'm asking you the question. I already told you what mine is off air. I don't care if you steal it, but what do you think is the most interesting district to be at? Um, I would say I'm probably, I'm probably going to steal yours. Um, it is most the best one. I, would, I, I don't care. You said what? I said it's the best one. I really don't. I I don't care at all. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, now collectively, probably is the best one. Um, the Northville. Uh, Canton, uh, Nova District. I forget which number that is. I don't have my uh, my computer in front of me right now, but that that district is probably the, the most interesting one because you have 
three teams who were, you know, in the K, all in the in the same association, uh, the KLA, and all were KLA championship contenders as well. And there's neither of these teams are are slouches in any sense, you know. And they all, have, you know, can't and they all bring different things to the table, you know. Canton being um, a collective, it's a collective group. Every year they have two, and they do it by committee, but they they, they lean on seniors, Brianna Finn and um, senior forward Aaron Holt a lot for, you know, the bulk of their offense, but defensively they, they do it as a collective. And then you have Nova, you know, who features one of the top juniors in Ellie McKay, you know, who's having, who's having another impressive season and who I think Canton wants a little revenge from, you know, she dropped 40 on them and, and knocked them out of the KLA tournament in Canton. So I think Canton wants a little get back. And then you have Norville, who, you know, is 16 and 2, always in the AP poll as far as, you know, being in the top 10 in Class A. And, um, you know, having has very impressive wins under their belt. And they do it, they really do it by committing offensively and defensively. I mean, just Mormon, Kendall Dillon, you know, they. They really do it, at, you know, by 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 committee. They're a really complete team. And what what shouldn't be overlooked is um, the teams that nobody are talking about. Um, we're obviously Salem's having a, a pretty hard year um, after you know uh, the mass exodus that happened last season over there. Um, but if you look at how if you look at how Plymouth is um, played. Everybody in this bracket, um, obviously they they've had a tough season as well, but there are losses to Northville, to Canton. Um, it's just been it's been ridiculously close, um, you know, to the point where their record uh, might be a little deceiving, um, you know, plenty could say, um, and I feel like that's what makes this the most interesting uh, bracket for. Um, excuse me. That's what makes this the most interesting bracket uh, for districts um, out of any class, uh, because obviously you have three teams um, who were contending for the KLAA uh, championship, but then you have a Plymouth team who was pesky, and they bothered uh, plenty of teams. So you know that's that's going to be interesting to see. Oh, for sure. And then what what district do you think? Because I mean that one's the most you know interesting, the part of the best district out of the whole thing. What district do you think is going to go under the radar? That's, that's sneaky good. Um, and I, again, I, I talked to you about this off air as well, where I feel like we're going to get the matchup of our lives. Or I, that's that's overkill right there. We're going to get a very good matchup, though, um, in District 25. That's going to be at Troy. Um, my prediction is that Marion and Bloomfield Hills will meet. And like we just talked about, Bloomfield Hills is 18-1. and Marion is 14-5. and Marion has been to the quarterfinals at least for the last three years. No, yeah. no, they got knocked out of the No, 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 no. 
No, they got they got bouncing regional final by Cousin over last year. Okay, one step before the the quarterfinals. Um, but Marion has been far in the playoffs, and we, I, we haven't seen them go home in districts. This is a Bloomfield Hills team that has a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, very, yeah, a, a lot of it, and they have, you know, saying the, they can take advantage uh, in the paint with having, you know, saying Big Sate down there doing what she does, you know, and, and she, Marion's known for their passing, but Bloomfield, it, you know, with Sate in the middle, I know I keep harping on just it's not just Sate, but she's such an intricate, obviously the biggest part, but what goes overlooked about her. Is her passing ability? She's really um, a play, probably her best playmaker, you know. And having that from the post is a really big thing. You can really, it, it's you know, very, it's very hard Marion. to double team her. It, it's yeah. so hard to double team her. It is. That's a, that's I, a actually found that out. Um, it is very hard to double team her, and that's why I feel like that district matchup is going to – the whole district matchup itself, like the bracket, I, I feel like it's going to be kind of predictable. But that championship in itself, um, you don't know how that's going to go. But um, as promised, we're going to keep the guests rolling in. Um, this is the last second shot, MHSAA preview, <laughs> tournament preview. And uh, I'm going to drop a bomb for this guy. Listen, runs a great program, has great kids. He's a great person. Like just unlimited interaction with him, um, I can tell that he's a great guy. All of all of his kids speak highly of him. Um, the head coach of Midland, Coach Tyson. How are you, Coach? Hey, coach. Darren, I, no, Darren, that's no. It's, it's supposed to be Jordan Walker that's on right now. Oh my God! Oh, it's supposed to be. It's oh, supposed did to be I just Jordan get Walker. the wrong intro? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Blooper hey, reel. Look, it happened, okay. It, it happened to the best of it. Hey, today really has. Hey, for people out there, give give us a break for any mistakes because today. Let me tell you, man, it's been that type of day for us. Blooper reel. You crazy for this one, Rick? We talked about Jordan Walker earlier uh, in the show. Um, really great player, committed to Western Michigan. Um, if, if you've seen her in person, you know she gets down, man. I'm I'm so sorry about that, Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, Oh my God! Uh, thank you for coming on with us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, <laughs> it's been a rough one, so we do it good. That's okay. We all have a day. Please excuse Definitely. us for today. Please excuse us for today. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so you know, um, like I said, welcome to the show. We, you know, this is our tournament preview show. Uh, we've discussed you, you know, 
quite a bit this season because um, it seems like, you know, just the last two years you've been having, like, some outstanding performances just, like, and, you know, it's it's been really great uh, to see, like, you know, the talent from your side of the state, you know, playing, playing from kind of, I don't want to say far from the focal point, but playing further away from, you know, where the media tends to focus. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like that side of the state in general is forgotten about? Um, A little bit sometimes. I mean, we have some great players over here, some great um, competition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you said, with all the media and, well, a lot of the media in, um, over there on the east, I mean, sometimes we do get left out, but whenever we can get some recognition over here is a great thing. Well, definitely. Now, yeah, it, it, it's funny we didn't have back-to-back, you know, ACL uh, returnees now on uh, for today. Mm-hmm. I got. I think I got to ask you the same question. Um, and you had a, a, probably a, one of the quickest returns we've probably seen in, uh, in recent memory. Um, what was it like? You know, like what? No, I actually coming from a different perspective. What did you learn most? Like, you know, sitting out, what did you learn most while sitting out with the ACL? Um, while I was sitting out, I learned a lot a lot about um, just the game in general, how to just different things when I could come back, how to, you know, get to the basket. Um, obviously, while I was sidelined, I couldn't do a lot of um, emotion stuff, but like dribbling and ball handling. Um, getting my shot, like my form and everything, because that's mainly what I could do for the first couple of months. So just making sure my form and everything. But um, I watched a lot of basketball while I was out, and so that helped me, I guess, when I got back to just see different things and get a different perspective. And I also, um, cool. while I was out, learned a lot about myself, like with um, my faith and just trusting in the Lord and all of that. Um, just if I put my faith in him, I know that I could come out um, victorious. And so, yeah. Wow. And you know what? That I I feel like, because, um, you know, I went through my times where, you know, I couldn't play the sports um, that that I was playing at the time. And I feel like really finding yourself during injury is, is the best part of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, because if yeah. you do it, then it's like, it's like once you get there, once you get back there, you're way less worried than if you just kind of sit there and sulk. And, you know, it, it's really great that you right. you picked up, you know, those experiences, um, which has put you in the position that you're in right now, you know, uh, one of the top teams in the state. Um, you know, many say that you all can make a wrestling run. Um, and obviously you're a Miss Basketball candidate, you know, mm-hmm. What does, what does if, if it does mean anything? What will winning the award mean? Um. Well, I mean, like you said, I would like to win the state championship um, first. But if that was to happen, um, I don't know if I could put in words, put it into words. It would just be an ultimate blessing, though. Um, one of the things I've dreamed about that in a state championship since I've been a little girl. Um, just watching high school basketball, those are two of the things when you get to a senior and you just think like, wow, you know, I wish I want to be that when I get older, you know. 
and so I want to be there when I get older. So um, being in the conversation of it is just a blessing, and if that was to happen to me, um, I don't know if I could put it into words. It would just be phenomenal. Word. Um, now, speaking of hardware, I know you're looking for the ultimate hardware, which is a, a state championship. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, going into the tournament, you know, what – what is your, you know, your team's overall focus? I mean, last year, I think it ended, you know, a little earlier than I, I, I know y'all would have liked, and earlier than, mm-hmm. you know, earlier than what the public, I think, probably uh, predicted. So, what, what's the? Is it different this year? You know, the mindset going into the tournament. Yeah, um, I mean, our quote this year, our thing is running to the roar, and so you know, running to the fight and. Obviously, um, after last year, I think that, like you said, we um, we our season ended a little bit quicker than we thought that it would, and so that left um, a bitter taste in our mouth. So especially now, starting up districts, and we have a pretty tough district. So, I mean, that's going to be our first test, our first fight, and all of that. So, I mean, we really want to we want to go all the way and run, like you said, you know, like I said, run to the roar. So run to every battle that we can get. Um, each night when we're playing, we know that that can be our last night. And this year, um, I feel like we have um, more awareness of what we can do, and we're all so competitive, and we hold each other to, you know, our best, and we want to be the best that we can be. So I think with that, we can go further. Yeah, and also with our our coach um, in the offseason, he's putting tons of time and um effort into us and getting us better and making sure that we understand, you know, our roles and what we're supposed to be doing. So I feel like with that, um, we can go pretty far. Um, and, and speaking of your coach, um, I, I've noticed over the last few years, you know, he's definitely, you know, put together a, a good schedule for you all to go mm-hmm. out, to get out and play the better competition um, that the state has to offer. What does playing that competition do? One for, I mean, just as far as like, how how does that affect you? Like, it like do those games kind of get you, you know, hyper than than the usual game? Or and, and what does that do for the team overall when you all can get those big wins against uh, the more talented teams in the state? Um. Well, I mean, like when we come over to the east or how we played uh, Ann Arbor, like when we come and play those teams, I mean, we definitely do we get up and we want to play and we want to compete just because that's all of our nature and everything. So, I mean, we're all, we all want to win. And so when we get the chance to play and be on that um, platform, we all want to take that and I guess run with it, you know? So it was our coach, you know, putting together a great schedule for us. It helps us so much when we get back to conference play and just playing um, teams more local, uh, I guess, close to us. It just helps us and it gives us an extra step because we've seen more competition. And so, um, for me personally, it's helped a lot because I can see, you know, the players from the other side of the state. I can get, you know, I can learn some things from them as I'm playing. Um, and also, just it just helps me overall with my game. You know, maybe better defenders over there than over here, better competition over there than over here. So, I mean, either way it goes, it's just a plus. Most definitely. And, in- now, when we do get to see you um, 
you know, we all do come down here and play in those big tournaments. I think that's the only time we get to see you. Is mm-hmm. you know, is when that when y'all come down here. You have a bunch of family support. Like every time you're down in in Detroit or anywhere close <laughs> to Detroit, yeah. I, I see probably it's probably half your family here. I, I think I've probably met like two aunties, like four cousins, and like yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, that's right. just, that's just, you know, so we have, I mean, my family support is, I I have to say, it's probably the best. So I don't know if it gets any better, but, um, I mean, that's just how our family is. My uncle um, and my aunt, they come over here and they follow us to Detroit, you know, they, my grandparents. And so, but my parents, um, they both grew up on the east side of the state, so they have a lot of family there. Like, you probably see my grandma and my grandpa. Um, my two godmoms live there, my cousins. So, I mean, we just have a lot of family. So whenever I play over there, because it's so far for them to come over here, so anytime we get, you know, within a good range of them, they, they're coming out to support. And they would come out if they could every single time. You know, we play over here, but like I said, just a distance. So, yeah, you do see a lot of family uh, when we when we play over there. I have a follow-up question to that. Not mm-hmm. Um, your mom is on the coaching staff at Mona Shores, and your dad, I know your dad was a bad boy back in the day playing. You know, <laughs> who who has the most influence on your game? Um, I don't I, – I would probably have to say it's about equal. Um, my mom, she was bad too. So, I mean, they both together, they both give me so much um, input on my game, and I know – you know, some people can't take a lot of constructive criticism, but coming from them, I know where they played um, both Hall of Famers at their high schools and colleges. So, I mean, I know that I'm not just taking information and, you know, I guess what they think from somebody who can't play. So, I mean, when I when they give me anything, I just want to take it and run. So, I mean, they both have equally put in to my game. So... Um, you know, the postseason obviously starts this week. Um, mm-hmm. You all, you all are in the district with um, Muskegon, Grant Haven, yep. Muskegon, Reese Puffer. Yep. Um, what do you think about this being your final run um, at, at a championship ring? Um, I mean, but, this. Like, um, I mean, this being my final run, I just want to, I mean, give it all I have, honestly. I mean, it's not like I haven't in the years before, but this year, especially just because, like you said, it's my last time playing high school basketball. You know, this is one of the highlights. And so when you think of high school basketball, you think of a state championship and all the things that come with it. So, I mean, if we can run a state championship, that would be amazing. And I think that we can win this state championship this year. So, I mean, from going here on out, um, every single night is going to be a battle. Every single night, you know, I might have to deal with different things. And if that means I score 10 points and somebody else on my team scores 30, I don't even care. I just want to win. And from here on out, it's just about getting the getting the W and keep rolling. Most definitely. And now playing with, you know, we've got to bring your young uh Bright teammate up, you know, you know your backcourt mate, Eliza Winston. Like, 
You know, it's almost like I mean, you remind me of a more of a Chauncey Billups uh, type guard, strong, quick. You know, more cerebral. Whereas Elijah is more like Russell Westbrook or Rondo. You know, or you know Derrick Rose or whoever. You know, one of those more athletic point guards that's really fast. Now, what you know, like what's the dynamic between you? You know, you and her. Um, well, I mean, when we're both firing on all cylinders, I mean, I want to say we're pretty close to unstoppable. Um, we last year we had a um, regional, our, one of our regional games, we combined for sixty-six points or so. We had another game this year where we did the same thing. So, I mean, when we're both going well and our teammates are with us and helping us out, I mean, I feel like our team can go as far. You know, as we want. She's a she's a good player and a great upcoming player. So, I mean, she has some good years to come and in the next couple years for her. So, um, I think that when we get together on the court and we're both, you know, playing our game, like you said, we're a good we're a good combination. Definitely. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck in the playoffs. Hope to see you in the Breslin. Um, and and yes, definitely a good look you. at Western as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And this is the Last Second Shot podcast that was Jordan Walker, one of the better players in the state. Um, wow, just such a we, – we're having a great show. I'm really happy. I'm really happy about that, Eric. Um, so, you know, if you've been listening – um, you know, we came on and we said it was it was hell starting the show. Um, I had just told Eric to cancel everybody because we couldn't get the show started. Um, so you got to understand our jub our jubilee here, right? Jubilation, you mean? <laughs> um, but you know, back to looking at the brackets. Okay, before we get our next guest on. Tell me, mm-hmm. in class A, in class A, mm-hmm. who is your final four? Ah, uh, you're going to put me on the spot, huh? <laughs> I hate you so much right now, Darren. Uh, let me check my – no, I will say – I would have Cousin overturning to the Brisbane. I would have Midland Dow in there as well. I will go with um, Mona Shores. And I will have Wayne Memorial in there as well. I know a lot of people would, you know, don't look at me crazy, but Hey, it's my opinion. Okay. I'm not, that's not crazy. That's not crazy. We've been caught worse than crazy anyway, so. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot worse. <laughs> okay. So I have Cousin, though. Um, I I think I have Muskegon on the shores. That that regional 
that regional is going to be trickier than a lot of people um, would like to admit. I feel like Wayne Memorial in the playoffs and their path will make it. And here's the trickier part. That fourth one. Because, I mean, my gut is telling me go with Midland Dow. I think last year I predicted Midland Dow. Actually, no. Last year I said whoever wins that district goes to the states. Um, that didn't happen. Neither one went to the states. But I did predict Midland Dow to win the district. Two games this year, it's those that game's been a nail biter. A nail biter both times. Between Midland Isle and Saginaw Heritage. If I had to pick uh, I think I'm gonna go with Saginaw Heritage. And it is by one or two points. If anything, um, and, and that's that's it's really tough. It, it that's it's a really tough uh, prediction too, because um, I because I think Midland Dow is really one of the better teams in the state, especially offensively. Um, and when you look at what they're able to do, then if you look at them last game, that's the most I don't want to say complete game that they played against their rival, but it was. Just the way anybody has ever attacked Saginaw Heritage, in my opinion, it was the best that I've seen. So I'm really conflicted, and I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent committed to that pick. Hmm. I can see why. I'd be, you know, it's a very tough pick to make. It's a very, but I pick Dow just off the strength that. I think they're just in such a great, great groove right now. They're in a great and, groove, a lot of confidence. Yeah, and I and the way that they play, the way that they shoot it, you know, I think they're one of the toughest teams in the last, and in, in not just now, but in the last couple of years, that offensively, when they get rolling, they're very, very, very tough to stop, very tough to beat. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, so, with, you know, with that being said, let's talk about this week's matchups a little bit more. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, this year it's not a lot of head scratchers as far as districts. Um, obviously, you still have a few blunders um, where you're like, oh, that, that sucks that they have to play so early against each other. Um, but this year, it, it's not as bad. Um, and uh, like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these, you're going to be able to just kind of predict your way through. Now, what I will say is going to be an interesting matchup um, is going to be in New Baltimore, Anchor Bay, Class A uh, district. Port Huron Northern, I think 
I think Dakota's going to end up beating um, Anchor Bay. You know, I'm, I'm confident in that. But Port Huron Northern versus Dakota, that's going to be an interesting matchup, which is going to take, which is going to be a district semifinal. Um, look, Port Huron Northern is 17 and three. Two of those losses coming to uh, Pezzano, um which they've had a hard time overcoming them this year. Um, Dakota, they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team at all. They have six losses. I know people think, you know, in order to be one of the top teams or if you're going to be competing, you can't have more than three or four. Let me tell you that, you know, if you watch Dakota play and you watch Port Huron Northern play, um, you know that Dakota can probably shoot with Port Huron Northern, um, but they're so long. Dakota's long across the board. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup, Eric. No, it, it, it definitely is. Like you said, the length of Dakota and, you know, the shooting in the the the, the, the system of Port Huron Northern, the discipline of Port Huron Northern. Um, I wonder, is Dakota going to pressure Port, you know, Port Huron Northern you know, using their length to disrupt, you know, their their the systematic style they have. You know, bringing it full court or trapping, you know, in the half court and you know clamping down in the corners. I wonder if Dakota's going to do that. That would make something. You know, to I think that would give yeah. Dakota the advantage. And something to point out is, Port Port Huron Northern has lost to Macomb Dakota once already. Um. So, you know, Dakota definitely knows how to beat them. Um, they played three times this year, um, two times in the regular season and one time in the MAC tournament. Um, and, you know, Port Huron Northern got a, a huge, you know, an 18-point win the second time around, and then they only won by three in the tournament. So Dakota has something figured out here where I think that could be an interesting um that could be an interesting matchup where one of the favorites to get to the breast when um, actually ends up getting bounced in district. Yeah, I mean, and, and is it, it like I said that goes more to the point where you know when we talked storylines earlier in the show. This is what I mean when I say you know there's no there's no clear cut favorite in Class A. Class A is is that is most interesting point that has been that in the last probably three or four years. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be tough. Whoever wins this year, um, I know there have been, like, murmurings that Cousineau got an easy draw last year to win, which is that's crazy to me because now the team that they beat, King, is, you know, number one in the state, <laughs> you know, there's no easy way out. I don't think anybody will ever, you know, be able to push that, that false narrative uh, for the eventual champions, whoever might win it this year. Um, you know, so though, as far as districts, uh, we gave you our predictions on um, the final four in Class A, and we gave you the best districts. As far as Class A, 
that that's that's as good as it gets. You know, as far as this first week, if you want to catch just a week of good games from February 27th to March 3rd, um, I I suggest you go ahead and uh, watch um, go to Salem, watch no buy Plymouth. Canton, Salem, and Northfield uh, fight it out. Now on to the, would you say this year? I know last year we were both in agreement uh, that Class B was the most competitive class in the state of Michigan. And to me, it wasn't even really that close. Mm-hmm. This year, do you think the same? No. Um, I think this year Class A is probably a li- a wee bit more interesting, or it, it maybe even um, because it's, it's a little bit. I think it's a slightly bit more parity now in Class A. Um, because you know last year you only thought about probably five teams or so. You know really that you talk, talked about, that you just talked about, not even say who's going to win the championship, that you just even talked about. Now it's probably twice as, twice as much this year. Um, class B, you have the same teams again. It's still interesting. It's still very interesting in Class B. It's still very competitive, um, you know, especially with Auburn Prep moving up to Class B now. But I think it's still, I think Class A is a little bit more interesting this year, though. I think so. I think it's close. No, this is my opinion on it. I think Class B is still there uh, because Arbor Prep um, is there now. And, and let me tell you why. Um, we're running into that situation that I just kind of alluded to with Class A. Arbor Prep versus Robichaud districts. We talked to Kamari McDaniels earlier um, this year in this season about, you know, kind of, I don't say being trapped, but getting put in that predicament where you have to see a Breslin team um, defending Class C champions um, in the very first round. But then, you know, you have – Williamston, who who will have to see Grand Rapids South Christian. That's what I'm predicting. Um, they'll have to see them in regionals, or um, you you have, you know the the team. I don't want to say lesser known, but you know we forget about the Olivets and the Jackson Northwesterns. Who you know Jackson Northwestern they made some noise last year because they had a few upsets in Class B. Um, you know, most of those Class B teams from last year returned most of their teams. Um, you got the Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who we have we've hardly talked about them this year. They're nineteen and one. They're nineteen and one with you know loaded teams. Um, you know, I I think personally, I just you know I and I understand what you're saying and I fully agree as, as far as there's more parity. I just think it's closer this year. I'm still giving the edge to um, 
to Class B this year uh, as far as what team will be the most competitive. But with saying all of that, let's talk about districts. Hold on, hold on well, actually, one second. Well, actually, yeah, I'm sorry. Because um, my, my producer said telling me that uh, Coach Tyson is on the line with us. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and get him on. Um, but we'll 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 bookmark that. Um, so this is the intro that I gave Jordan Walker by the state. Um, Coach Tyson, uh, one of the better coaches in Michigan, um, just an all in all great guy. Coaches some great kids up there at Midland, um, and we're glad to have him on the show. Hey, Coach. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, yeah. No, this is our preview great to show. have you on. Um, yeah, we're happy to have you on. Um, Coach, you all have picked up some great momentum, um, like, just in these last few weeks. Obviously, you know, you all have been thought of as one of the better teams in the state, but these last few wins for you, what type of momentum has that given you to go, you know, run towards the state, towards the Breslin? Yeah, you know, we're playing really good right now. We've had some good wins, and, you know, the girls are feeling really good and, and really really starting to get get settled in in practices. And, you know, obviously we had a big win against Heritage and a big win against Detroit Edison, and, and uh, we got a nice little win streak going right now. So we're feeling pretty good about ourselves going into districts and but knowing that we got a big match ahead of us in our first game. Oh, most definitely. And, um, you know, I, I always say that the way, you know, your girls play is like, two, you know, the 2005 to 2007 um, Phoenix Suns, you know, a lot of four-out one-in and, you know, really getting the ball up and down and really shooting it and penetrating and kicking or dropping it off, you know, like the seven seconds or less rule. You know, where like what made you say, you know what, this is the way we're going to play and you're really just going to have to outscore us to beat us. Like, if you want to play fast, this is what we do. Well, you know, it really wasn't necessarily a conscious decision as much as it was just seeing the talent that we had on the team and, and not trying to hold them back from anything and going. We got some great shooters and, and got some girls that can dribble attack and, and then uh, some good inside presence. So it was it was just a, a thing of trying to, to give them more freedom in the game and, and – uh, see how they did with it and they just kind of started rolling with it the last few years was you know the more the more will they have to uh to succeed the the more freedom they have in the offense and we've really tried to uh to now these last few weeks last month of the season try to get our defense to match our offense because we've always been able to score pretty well and so now just really trying to step up our defense to match to match our scoring you know, it's funny because preseason, um, on our very first show of, of this season of our podcast, um, when I watched you all at the scrimmage, I said, you know, I think this is going to be the biggest difference in your season is that everybody looks way more intense um, on defense. And, uh, you know, I, I've been able to, like, see a few of your games um, on the NFHS, mm-hmm. NFHS uh, um, mm-hmm. app. And so I, I've noticed that you all are really, you know, so much better defensively than you are were last year. Um, now, 
was that like a concerted off-season effort or, you know, did the kids just kind of say, hey, we're going to be better? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was a little bit of a little bit off season, but but really just in season this year. And you know, we were winning games early, but uh, we weren't necessarily playing great defense early in the season. And we just kind of, you know, we got a few games where we we got beat, and um, we kind of felt like it was because we got down early, and that was our defense that did that to us. So after we lost those two games, uh, or one in December, one in January, after that, we just kind of just had a, a little uh, regrouping and, and decided that it was going to be, you know, somebody's going to have to earn every point they get on us now. And, um, you know, I think we had the intensity to, to still score on offense, even with a little bit uh, more effort on defense. And that's really, I think, been, been the key to this win streak we're on right now is that, uh, that we really are playing tough defense and we're not giving up any easy buckets. Oh, most definitely. And, um, now, what like what like what's the uh, game plan? You know, well, not the game plan, the motivation <laughs> going into the. this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I, I'm getting a little too close to home, but um, yeah. nah, what's what what's the mindset? That's the word I was looking for. I don't know why I said game plan, but um, it's been that type of day for us. What's the mindset right now, like going into the you know into the tournament, and you know looking to make that really deep run? You know, me and Darren just got through you know basically picking y'all to go to the Breslin, so we're kind of hoping that you make you know you don't make us out to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the mindset well, right the, now is this: this group of seniors, um, they're they're freshmen, sophomore, junior year, lost in the district finals all three years lost to Midland High, and then last two years to Heritage in the district final. And There's, there's a lot of talent and uh, a lot of toughness in this group, and their mindset is we're just doing everything we can right now to uh, to try to put a mark on a postseason run because they really haven't had that opportunity yet to uh, see how far they can go since we've, we've lost early each of the last three years. So, you know, there's really uh, um, this group of seniors trying to, to will – their way to this uh, to a district title and uh, and see what we can do because we've got so much talent on the team and uh, just have come up just a little bit short the last last three years and so their you know their mindset really is trying to to put their mark on a postseason run because they they you know this group has put their mark on a, on a lot of regular season stuff you know last year was the first time we we got a number one ranking in school history and. You know, we've won a lot of games in the in the regular season and had either a, a outright title or co-title for the last three years in the Saginaw Valley League. And, you know, those are all great regular season accomplishments, but uh, you know, it's kind of just left a bad taste in our mouth the last uh, the last few years the way things have ended. So, you know, these seniors really wanna wanna go out on top with a district title to uh, add to that resume as a group. And you know, the underclassmen still too that have you know that. That empty gut feeling after last year, the way it ended. So uh, you know, we're just we're just trying to, I guess, sort of fight an uphill battle against our district demons right now, and trying to prove that we can win in the postseason. It, it's funny. Uh, I was telling you know somebody who doesn't really uh, follow the girls' side um, of basketball in Michigan. I was like, you know, it's almost like a ten-year war. Like. <laughs> 
um, between mm-hmm. you all and um, Saginaw Heritage, um, you know, compare you all to, like, Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. But, you know, like, um, obviously, has that been – I don't know. Because, you know, I, I coach in the summer. So, as a coach, is that, like, a mix of fun and frustrating to have to, like, you know, go back and forth? Like, how does that challenge yeah. you as a coach, like, to have a team you know, where you're literally 50% against them? Yeah, you know, it, it it definitely pushes us to get better. You know, when you're playing against that much talent, and they are a big rival of ours. And, you know, it's great that we sort of have two rivals now because, you know, we'll cross yeah. town with Midland High always. And now, more recently with Heritage, you know, it, it, it really adds some intensity to our regular season games. And, um, you know, we don't want to give an inch. They don't want to give an inch. And, you know, again, this year we we had a three-point loss and a two-point win. So, you know, these are these are tough games that we're playing against them against Heritage, and, uh, you know, it, it definitely pushes us to get better. It makes us always try to work on, on what we're doing and, and executing our offense and, and trying to work on our defensive rotations a little bit more than than we would necessarily against other opponents, just trying to – because we know that they're going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be pushing us and, and trying to make us earn everything. So, you know, I think I think both of us in the, in the Saginaw Valley – are uh, are making each other better because you know our 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 conference is uh, to me probably one of the top Logan. conferences in the state with uh, with with us and Heritage and Midland High and you know Bay City Western's getting better and Arthur Hill's getting better so um, you know we've got some tough games we don't have a lot of gimmies in our conference we're playing tough games almost every week. Me and Eric just said that like you know maybe two episodes ago that that we think you uh, have the top conference in. And I, I think did we read that uh, Bay City John Glenn is going to be added to you all's conference soon? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, you know, that would be fun. You all definitely have a, a lot to, um, you know, an uphill fight. Now, um, it, it's something that, you know, uh, I like about your team is that you, you'll have your seniors, um, but also your two underclassmen, um, or I would say two underclassmen, but – um, obviously, in your starting lineup, you have a few un- underclassmen, and they came along quickly. Like as, as soon as the season started last year, both of them came along quickly. Do you think that, or is that definitely something that's playing into the success as well? Um, and how do you, you know, kind of keep them going um, in the midst of oh, know, yeah. after this year, you'll be losing a few seniors. Yeah, you know, I I, I think uh, with with Molly Davis and Maisie Taylor as as sophomores this year, they they both made big strides from from their freshman season. You know, obviously they both stepped in and started and contributed right away as freshmen, but but they've improved their game so much more even this year. You know, Maisie's passing the ball extremely well. She's averaging you know six assists a game and had a couple you know set a school record for assists with twelve in a game this year. And, and Molly's just a lights out shooter and, and is reading the defenses a lot better this year, making some good decisions. And so, you know, for those two to get better is really, I think, one of the big things for our team this year and our successes that we've had is, um, it, you know, there's there's no more freshman mistakes coming from them, and um, they're making some great decisions, and it helps helps the rest of the team on the floor too when when uh, when those two are getting better and making shots and. You know, Maisie's really gotten a lot better with her outside shot this year and improved. And so, you know, we always kind of had this, this season marked as as this senior group with, with uh, our sophomores 
kind of growing up and getting a little better this year is this was going to probably be the year that we needed to try to make a run if we were going to do it. You know, it's uh, it, it definitely helps balance our team where, you know, we got our, our any five on the floor or a threat to score at any time. So it really, I think it, it is, helps us balance out when, when everyone's playing at a high level like that. Oh, it, you know, I think it definitely does. Um, now, as a, as a coach, um, getting a little lighter uh, with with the questions, like, how do you do it? As far as, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, do you tailor your coaching style to each player or is it just one style, period, like, no matter what? Uh, you know, I think I try to to uh, be a little bit different with each player, depending on what they what their personality is. Uh, but uh, you know, I think for the most part, I just try to to be myself as much as I can. I'm not trying to to do anything. Uh, not trying to be some big wise uh, know all head head man. I just let the girls know that uh, you know I, I think they're the ones out there doing everything every night. That I'm not winning games. I'm not. I'm not the one out there making shots. I'm not making plays. That you know, we'll try to do our best to put them in a good spot. But at the end of the day, the the wins are because of what they're doing. And um, you know, anytime I'm talking to anybody, I just try to praise them as much as I can because you know they're they're putting in a ton of time and they're really trying to get better. So I guess my coaching style would just be to uh, you know give them freedom on the court because I got some real high IQ basketball players and. You know, with Ellie and Kaylee going going to play some big time Division One basketball, it's it's uh, they know what they're doing out there. They've played basketball their whole lives and played a lot of travel ball and played a lot of varsity basketball. So you know, it's they they know what to do. They know how to read a defense. They know how to to balance the floor and, and space on offense. And you know, really a lot of what we try to do is is uh, kind of more of a framework than than plays and just. You know, trying to give them freedom and and give them some uh, some some space out on the court to to cater to their games, and you know, then off the court, I just try to try to make things fun a little bit with uh, with still getting down to business. You know, because once once game time comes, there's not a not a lot of smiling and joking around. It's much more business like attitude once once the game's coming around. But you know, in practice, we try to make it a little more light and get out on the court once in a while with them and let them know that I'm still awful at this game and they're still better than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, Coach, thank you for taking some time out on your Saturday night to uh, join us. Um, Good luck on the postseason run, um, and we're definitely going to be watching. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yo. So we were um we were talking class B. Um we were talking class B and I did mention Robichaud is in the same district as Arbor Prep this year. It's very likely that they'll meet in the district final. Um you know. Let's get let's get some predictions going. First, let's predict this district. 
this district matchup. Then I went to Final Four. Um, I would have to go with Auburn Prep out of that district. I mean, 20-0, stifling defense is always um, – they've added, you know, with – uh, the mass influx of the Petrie sisters. Um, now they have a little bit more shooting, and um, they can really, you know, now not just defensively they can disrupt it. Now offensively they have a little firepower that, you know, uh, to back to back that defense up, and they they rebound fairly well for a team that doesn't have a real legitimate big, you know what I'm saying, as far as a, 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 a just a down-low post player or a down-low rebounder. They rebounded fairly well. So I would have to take uh, Auburn Prep in that matchup. Okay. This isn't a simple pick for me. If you would ask me this question, say, two weeks ago, I would have picked Robichaud uh, to win. I would have picked Robichaud to win um, because I, I feel like they have they have this type of fire led by Kamari McDaniel that – just as an underdog, I like them. Now, Robichaud is running to a rough patch. Um, you know, just as far as um, as far as as recently, they they run into a rough patch of the season. I'm a big momentum person. If you all haven't picked up on that, um. I don't really care about who they lose to as much as I care about how they lose and when they lose. So if we look at the last six games, there's four losses. Ann Arbor Pioneer, Belleville, um, Hamady, and Southfield A&T. Good teams. But I feel like momentum is kind of slowed down, whereas Arbor Prep hasn't stopped. They're 20-0. They're going to go against the Divine Child team in the first round that they should beat. Um, uh, Ann Arbor Gabriel Rashard team that that I feel like they can beat and should beat. Then that's when they see Rashard. And it's tough for me because I feel like Robichaud is really that talented of a team to where they can they can flip it. They can flip it into their favor. Um, and it seems like everybody's been talking about this this particular district matchup um, since Arbor Prep has been moved up. I'm going to go with Arbor Prep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Robichaud won. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, 
Kamari and McDaniel K. LeBron, they're a good enough duel to get you a game just on the strength of them alone, especially Kamari. You know, we, she's done had, you know, a, a, we, we, we watched a 40-point game of hers, you know, a, a few weeks back. And she, you know, mm-hmm. she she almost led she almost led to a victory over depths of by herself, um, and you know early in the season she had thirty six she opened up the season with thirty six against Huron and was just controlled the game from start to finish. So they have they have a yeah. they have enough to to do it. And so um, this is the last second shot podcast. We have our final guest um, on the line right now. Um, man, just a really great athlete. Um, Amanda Tate, um, her team's 16 and one right now. I had the pleasure of making her mixtape over the summer. And, you know, let me tell you, the, the kid, her motor is just crazy. Um, and she has Bloomfield Hills in a position that not a lot of people expected. So we're happy to, uh, welcome the, her onto the show and, uh, get, get her on, um, we have her. Amanda? Hey there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing well. We're good. Good. Doing well. Hey, so um, you all have shocked, (laughs) I don't want to say the world, but you all definitely shocked the state of Michigan. Um, Maybe not Bluefield because I feel like you all knew that you could do this. Um, How does it feel you know, wanted to have the best season of Bloomfield Hills um, short history, or not short history, but one of the best seasons that you all have had in your senior season. And two, you know, you all are mentioned among the state's best now by the field. Yeah, you know, it finally feels like we've accomplished something, just having a physical attribute to having a successful season. I know the last couple of years, at least since I was a sophomore when I started playing, that we've had a hard time at least winning that league title, and that was what we dreamt about. That was what we worked hard towards every single season, and then this year was finally the year that it was our last chance, so we went after it. And it it feels good. We did the whole um, cutting down the net ceremony and actually got to feel the pride that went into it, not only just winning the game, but also having our school feel like we accomplished something that, they also didn't think that we would. Most no, that's that's what's up. And um, now going from, you know, I saw, you know, I think me and Darren have been watching you for all four years of your career. Um, you know, as a your first couple of years, you, you know, were pretty raw, up and coming. We we saw the potential. And then last year, you know, it seemed like you know, it seemed like every other week we was in Amanda Safe twenty and ten, Amanda Safe twenty four fifteen, Amanda Safe twenty six and thirteen. What clicked inside of you? That's it. I'm gonna go from a, a pretty decent player to okay, I'm gonna dominate my conference, and then I'm gonna be one of the uh, best. I'm gonna put myself in that in that in that conversation with the rest of the uh, 2017s that y'all talk about. You know, I think overall it was a confidence thing. When I was a sophomore, um, 
I was okay, and I played mostly down in the post, and I just kind of stood there and did what I had to do and was successful about it. But the, over the last two years, especially this year, I've moved out and became more confident with moving out and kind of realizing that this is it. And if, it's, if we don't accomplish what we want now, then it's not now when. And so it feels good just knowing that trying to get better affects the team in a positive way. So, you know, your team, <laughs> your team has a lot of fun. I've noticed that, like, um, I saw the, the whole We Ready chat in, in the locker room. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like you, you, you all like just like look like you all are genuinely having fun. How mm-hmm. does that like spill over onto the court and play into your success? Do you think that has a role in you all success? You know, definitely. Like last year, and I know the year, my sophomore year, we had a super close team. We did everything together, hung out every single day. Um, we're just best friends off the court as well as on the court. And I think ever since then, especially for our seniors right now, we learned to carry that throughout the last three years and help um, the chemistry build off the court. Because if you have chemistry off the court, we believe that it's going to follow on the court and we're going to play even better just because we know each other and how we play. Oh, most definitely. I mean, uh, a close team is every go- is going to make it makes a makes a great team, makes a better team. Now, oh yeah. Um, I see that you're you're not the only athletic person in your family. Did I, 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 I am I correct? That I saw on Twitter that your brother has an offer from Buffalo today. Yeah, Buffalo University today, his first one. Now, now, what what sport? Because you, you, I know you've done you're, you're one of the best shot put throwers in the state, as well as now one of the best basketball players. What, what sport does he play? I did, I just took a quick glance at the tweet. Football. I didn't ask what sport does he. He plays he plays football, um, baseball, and basketball. But football is his main sport. So y'all just so so, Darren. I guess they're just like the Michigan version of the Plumleys. You know, just breeding. It's going to be a safe. Athletes. It's going to be a safe, like, forever. <laughs> that was <what> talking about. <laughs> and, and you have a younger sister, too, right? Yeah, Melanie. She's um she's 14. She'll be in high school next year. Now, does she do, do any oh. sports? Yeah, volleyball and basketball. She loves basketball um, and volleyball, but I'm hoping for basketball to push its way even deeper in her heart. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Uh, Duly noted. (laughs) But, so, you know, let's let's talk about it this way. Um, Earlier in the show when we were previewing class A, um, I picked you you all as a more interesting um, district matchup. Obviously, you all have, like, that first round by where you go straight to the semifinals. Um, a potential matchup with Marion, who's a state power. Like, what is what has been the message from your coach going into the playoffs? And, you know, how have you how – how has the team dealt with um, this success? Um, 
I would say our coach really pushes us and he reminds us that, you know, this is for us. This is our success and our school's success. And we want to be known and remembered for this awesome year of basketball. And already preparing for Marion, um, we're kind of just working towards that because we know if we work and when we, we when we beat them that it'll be a great feeling that we've never felt before and actually have another physical attribute like the league title just in our hands and know that we've accomplished that. And I know um, our team overall, they feel the success and it's kind of like a roaring power that just you just keep trying to tumble through. And once you overcome the challenge, it feels so good. Oh, most definitely. Um, now, I see that you're, like, following you on Twitter, you're one of the most interesting, one of the more interesting players that we follow. Like, um, I find myself not wanting to hit the follow button when I look at your tweet. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> um, like, you know, it seems like you're a bubbly type person. You know, you, you're just kind of lighthearted and, um, you know, not too serious. Serious when you need to be, but not too serious. And really it's just lighthearted, just a big teddy bear. Like, you know, where, where does that come from? Um, well, I kind of always have believed that you never really know what someone else is going through. So you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And while not judging them, you should be nice to everyone. So that's kind of like throughout high school in middle school is more like a immature side of me, but throughout high school, I've grown up with that. Just knowing that not everything is okay around in the world and not all your friends are as happy on the inside as you think they are. So you might as well just treat them all well. For sure. Oh, so, for sure. For sure. So, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get you on. I've been, I've been like, I don't know. Our timing has been so crazy. Like, I've kept telling Eric, like, dang, I want to get Amanda on the show. Like, for so long. So, I'm finally, I'm glad we finally got to sit down with you. Um, good luck yeah, in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for having. Oh yeah, well, no problem. Good luck in the playoffs. Definitely good luck at Kent State. Uh, I spend a little time down there, so maybe I'll get to catch a game. Um, yeah, hopefully. And uh, hey, hold on, good luck in the track. Uh, hold up. Ask him. Ask him what he does when he spends time at Kent State. What do you do when you spend time at Kent? Um. Really, I don't do anything because there's not anything to do in Kent. I just chill with friends. But you know, it's a nice little home-feeling home town. I don't blame you. It's a, it's like a cottage town, but then turns into a college yeah. town. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay, Mister Politically Correct. Okay. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Wow, <laughs> what was that about, Eric? Hey, man, you know, all right, never mind, never mind. We'll, we'll save it for Twitter. We'll save it for Twitter. <laughs> this feels like this feel like a Twitter topic. This feels like a Twitter topic. <laughs> and we'll save it. We'll oh, save it wow. for you. Oh, wow. So, Amanda was our last, uh, our last guest. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty, give you all what you want. Eric.
your final mm-hmm. four. Your final four for Class B. Well, since I went first for Class A, I feel it's only right that you go first for Class B. Okay. Arbor Prep. Detroit Country Day. This is where it gets tricky. Um, Okay. So I have Country Day. We have Arbor Prep. I feel like one of those Christian or Catholic schools from Grand Rapids is going to be there. Um, There's so many of them. There's so many of them. Um, I just mentioned that Grand Rapids Catholic Central only has one loss this year. Um, I really feel like they can go back. I really do. But... Okay. I'm going with give me Country Day, Arbor Prep, give me Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and I'm going to go with you know what that first spot yeah that first spot gives me um, it's it's hard because that, that part of the bracket is tricky um So, so let the give people, me Bay City John. Give me Bay City John, Glenn. I, I so think Kyle Martinez. Hmm? I was about to say, let the people know who's on that 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 part of that part of the bracket to explain why it's so tough for us to pick. Um. So on that part of the bracket, um, just to name a few teams. Um. That's where Manistee is, Reed City, Holton, Kalkaska, Alma, Freeland, um, Bay City, John Glenn, Frankenmuth. Just the name of you. And then on that, you know, other sub part is Marshall, uh, Grand Rapids Complex Central, um, um, Ostego. You know, you you have some teams who's been there and they return a lot. My prediction is Callie Martinez goes on the Kiera Fletcher-like tear and gets her team to the Brazil. I have Arbor Prep winning Class B. If if they beat Robichaud in districts, I don't think there's another team in Class B who will stop them. Hmm. I feel that. I feel that. 
Um, obviously, Barbara Prep, Detroit Country Day. Um, dude, I really, really want to say Williamston. I really do. But I just think Grand I think they're a year away. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was about to say that. I think they're still just a tad bit too young. Um, I think Grand Rapids Catholic Central has a little more experience, a little more physical, and they can shoot it just as well, if not better, than Williamson. So I will have to go with Grand Rapids Catholic Central. And I think you cheated off my test with the Bay City John Olympic. Because in my mind, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. I was hoping, don't, I was I, sitting there saying, Darren, don't share my pick. No Darren, don't share my pick. I, pick. I, I had no idea who I, who I was going to pick for that particular uh, pick. I I was completely lost about it. But um, I would have to say, you know, you know, as Darren calls me the leader of the Cali Martinez fan club, I think – so that's the second fan club I'm the leader of, right? Yeah. Because you gave cause I, I, you gave me Camry. I'm the Camry Clegg fan club leader, and the now the Kelly Martinez fan club. Leader. Okay, so I got two. But as the leader of the Martinez fan club, not only do I think she'll be dominant throughout this state tournament. Because, you know, we look at the match, you know, the, the teams that they had to go through, I just keep saying, well, they don't have enough to stop Martinez. Well, yeah, they're good. They don't have Kelly Martinez, though. But I don't, I think – I don't think one team really has enough to stop her. I think a lot of teams have enough to match her output. Mm-hmm. But that's where coaching comes in. You know, we've had some. Yeah. We had some. We had a humble coach on who, who you know, basically said, "Hey, I would like to remind the kids that it is their accomplishments." This is where coaching comes in, where I think Coach Snyder can do a good job in putting his team in the right position, is limiting the other team's output. Um, you know, just talking to him, I know that he's he's a stickler for film, um, and he pays attention to to his opponents. So. Um, or his his upcoming opponent. So that's why I think they'll be prepared once they step foot, and then you just have to let Cali be Cali. Oh yeah, I mean, I but I also think though that the supporting part, the supporting players around Cali will give them will give her a, a, a boost and. You know, give basically John Glenn enough to where you know they'll pull pull Kelly through the hole. With, you know, with them. You know, I think watching them this year, yeah, you know, Kelly is gonna have thirty, thirty five, but I still see ten over here and eleven over here or nine here. You know, it's never just mm-hmm. okay. Kelly's gonna have thirty five, and then the next closest person is gonna have two. Now, is this a bunch of 8, 8, 7, or 10, 12, 9? It may, not, it may not sound like big figures, but it's enough, I think, 
to along with Cali having 30 or 35 to get them all the way to the president. Definitely. Now, moving on to Class C, we're just going to pick the final four and a winner. Oh, I didn't pick my winner for Class B. I'm I picking Country Day to okay. win Class B. Okay, okay. All right, so Class C. I'm going to go ahead and come out with, with my final four. I have... I have Niles Brandywine. I have St. Ignis. I think St. Ignis is going to get there over uh, Traverse City, uh, St. Francis. Um, Hamady and Depsa. This is funny. It's been a weird day, so this is going to get a little, you know, this is just another weird thing. Uh, I think this time I cheated off your test because the last class <laughs> you cheated off my test. I, I, I cheated off your test this time. I, we have the same final four. Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, um, Hamity is experienced, their coaches experience. I mean, they're just they're not too far removed from being some of these players, well actually most of these players aren't too far removed from being at the Breslin themselves. So yeah. you know, I know Crystal Rice is out. We know that. We know Crystal Rice is out. She just had surgery, praying that you know, we're both praying that everything goes well for her, you know, and she recovers fine. Um but I think they still have enough experience and enough um, talent to navigate their way through and get to the Bresna. Um, at the beginning of the year, you already know we said, you know, we, we talked about Edison uh, a lot on this show. And, you know, we said they're, you know, one of those teams that can get there, even though they're young, they can still get there. You know, how they do it, who knows? I mean, they have a a couple, a few special players, um, but nonetheless, we still feel like, yeah, they're young, but they're ready to rumble, and they're going to rumble their way to the Breslin, you know. Now, I haven't seen Brandywine as much as I did last year, but all in all, I still feel they, they have, obviously, I feel like they have enough still. They're still a pretty good team. This is a pretty good, darn good team in Class C to get there, and then St. Ignis, y'all should know by now that's an obvious pick. Any what what we always what 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 do we say there? Whatever class C or D St. Ignis is in, <laughs> we're gonna pick them to be in a wrestling. <laughs> so you know, hey, St. Ignis is an obvious pick for for us. I'm picking. I mean, they were one game away from being in the wrestling last year. You know, so um, I'm not I'm not going against that. So, who's going to be your your champion? Oh, that's tough. That's very very tough. Um, uh, 
I want us. I I want to say Edison emotionally. I want to say Edison, but I think they're. I think they're going to be back next year, and I think they'll do it next year. I think they're a little too young right now. Um, I think they're good enough to get there, obviously, but I have St. Ignace winning this year. I have St. Ignace winning this year. Too much experience, too savvy. Um, they have decent talent, um, but and their coaching staff has been there, it seems like, <laughs> damn near every year. So, you know, every year they've been there, it seems like, and, you know, you always hear St. Ignace is at the prison again. And I think they're going to be there again, and I think they walk away with the trophy. I'm picking Flint Hamadi to win. I'm I'm picking I'm <laughs> there's there's a funny backstory to this pick um, that I actually can't tell, but. I, I got I got with Hamity winning. Um, I think their team is playing the right way. Um, I think athletically um, they have a lot. Um, they have a lot that's going to be hard for other teams to match up with outside of depth. So, but like if they can beat depth, so, um, they can definitely go ahead and win it all. Um, which you know. Um, you know, all year, all I said is, if Depsa can contain their youth, they'll they'll go far. Um, and I just talked to you all about momentum. Um, it's been rough going for Depsa going into the postseason. Um, obviously, I think they're going to pull it together somewhat because I have been going to the to the Breslin. Um, but I think Hamity is just they're the team that we're going to get it this year. No, I feel that. I feel that. Um, now, I think our picks will have to see each other in that. Ch- if you know, if we picked right, I think our picks yes. will see each other in that championship game, right? In the championship game, yeah. Uh, I think y'all get to, this. I think this is the fir- well, this is the first time they get to see our picks play it out on the on the court. If this happens, if everything goes right, how we predict it. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, usually our picks almost never make it. Like either my pick would get bowed out or your pick would get bowed out. Yeah, but yeah, if it goes but, down like that, it, it'd be interesting. So, if it yeah, it would be. This is the moment that you all been waiting for. This is the moment I prepared this whole season for. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We wind it down, Eric. They telling us mm-hmm. we gotta wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins class D? Oh I am going with now everybody I, I know everybody's expecting me to say our lady of the lakes. I know you are, but I'm not saying no. I'm actually gonna go with uh no, I am picking no. Sorry to fool y'all, but uh, yeah, I am picking up. I'm actually going to go with what y'all think. They're like I said, we said earlier in the season, too fast. I just seen them recently, even though they lost to Royal Oak Shrine in the Catholic Championship. Um, I think they just they just play at a, a pace that a lot of Class D teams don't. 
uh, they want to get up and down. They want to pressure. They want to play fast. And if they get to hitting that jump shot, oof, it's going to be a long night for anybody that has to play them on their way to the present. I got all of their legs. So, you know, y'all thought all I was going to go I'm not. Not a bad choice at all. But not so fast, as Lee Corso would say. <laughs> um, here's the thing: the team that the team that beat them last year returns a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh, the the reigning mm-hmm. champions, they're really good. Then, you know, in the quarterfinals, they have to see a team from Bay City. Basically, all Saints, who lost on the last second shot in overtime by one. Basically, all Saints is they played a few Class A teams this year, and they've won. Um, what well, would basically all Saints to win? Not top ten in anybody on anybody's list right now in Class D. Why I, I don't know. They, yeah, that that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Bay City All Saints, in my opinion, they'll meet up with Waterford Our Lady of the Lakes in the quarters. I think they get past them. I think they win. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's actually a really good pick. I actually thought about Bay City All Saints. That actually crossed my mind. Um, I just think uh, all of the lakes is a little bit too fast, but really, that's not a bad pick. Do not rule out Bay City All Saints. Um, you know, I don't. I only know uh, one AP voter personally, so uh, you know. The rest of them, <laughs> I don't know why y'all are not voting for basically all space to be in the top ten in Class D. Like, I'm going to go up on a little tangent here. Like, really, come on, y'all. Like, at this point, come on, y'all. Like, I don't think I've seen them one time in the AP poll in the top ten. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. They're, they're, they're definitely a top – they're actually a top five. Come on, y'all. Even preseason, I don't remember. Yeah, that, that's kind of ridiculous. But this has been the last second shot preview show. Man, it's going to be fun to see, you know, what our picks look like throughout the tournament. We're going to holler at y'all later, man. Um, I am Darren Clore, the Pied Piper of girls basketball. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, my brother Eric Thomas, man, this is the Last Second Shot Podcast. We out.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.